Section eleven of Men, Women, and Ghosts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shakira Searle. Men, Women, and Ghosts by Amy Lowell. The Cremona Violin. Part Fourth. Frau Altgelt waited in the chilly street, hustled by lackeys who ran up and down shouting their coachmen's names, forced to retreat a pace or two by lurching chairmen, thrown rudely aside by link boys, boldly shown the ogling rapture in two bleary eyes thrust close to hers in most unpleasant wise. Escaping these, she hit a liveried arm was sworn at by this glittering gentleman and ordered off however no great harm came to her but she looked a trifle wan when theodore her belated guardian emerged she snuggled up against him trembling half out of fear half out of the assembling of all the thoughts and needs his playing had given had she enjoyed herself he wished to know oh Theodore, can't you feel that it was heaven? Heaven? My Lottachen, and was it so? Gebnitz was in good voice, but all the flow of her last aria was spoiled by Klops, a wretched flutist. She was mad as hops. He was so simple, so matter-of-fact, Charlotta Altgelt knew not what to say to bring him to her dream. His lack of tact kept him explaining all the homeward way how this thing had gone well that badly stay theodore she cried at last you know to me nothing was real it was an ecstasy and he was heartily glad she had enjoyed herself so much and said so but it's good to be got home again he was employed in looking at his violin the wood was old and evening air did it no good. But when he drew up to the table for tea, something about his wife's vivacity struck him as hectic, worried him, in short. He talked of this and that, but watched her close. Tea over, he endeavoured to extort the cause of her excitement. She arose and stood beside him, trying to compose herself, all whipped to quivering curdled life and he poor fool misunderstood his wife suddenly broken through her anxious grasp her music kindled love crashed on him there amazed he felt her fling against him clasp her arms around him weighing down his chair sobbing out all her hours of despair theodore a woman needs to hear things proved unless you tell me i feel i'm not loved theodore went under in this tearing wave he yielded to it and its headlong flow filled him with all the energy she gave he was a youth again and this bright glow this living vivid joy he had to show her what she was to him laughing and crying she asked assurances there's no denying 
over and over again her questions till he quite convinced her every now and then she kissed him shivering as though doubting still but later when they were composed and when she dared relax her probings lottachen he asked how is it your love has withstood my inadvertence i was made of wood she told him and no doubt she meant it truly that he was sun and grass and wind and sky to her and even if conscience were unruly she salved it by neat sophistries but why suppose her insincere it was no lie she said for heinrich was as much forgot as though he'd never been within earshot but theodore's hands in straying and caressing fumbled against the locket where it lay upon her neck what is this thing i'm pressing he asked let's bring it to the light of day he lifted up the locket it should stay outside my dear your mother has good taste to keep it hidden surely is a waste pity again charlotta straight aroused out of her happiness the locket brought a chilly jet of truth upon her soused under its icy spurting she was caught and choked and frozen suddenly she sought the clasp but with such art was this contrived her fumbling fingers never once arrived upon it feeling twisting round and round she pulled the chain quite through the locket's ring and still it held her neck encompassed bound chafed at the sliding meshes such a thing to hurl her out of joy a gilded string binding her folly to her and those curls which lay entwined beneath the clustered pearls again she tried to break the cord it stood unclasp it theodore she begged but he refused and being in a happy mood twitted her with her inefficiency then looking at her very seriously i think charlotta it is well to have always about one what a mother gave as she has taken the great pains to send this jewel to you from dresden it will be ingratitude if you do not intend to carry it about you constantly with her fine taste you cannot disagree the locket is most beautifully designed he opened it and there the curls were twined charlotta's heart dropped beats like knitting stitches she burned a moment flaming then she froze her face was jerked by little nervous twitches she heard her husband asking what are those put out her hand quickly to interpose but stopped the gesture half complete astounded at the calm way the question was propounded a pretty fancy dear i do declare indeed i will not let you put it off a lovely thought yours and your mother's hair charlotta hid a gasp under a cough never with my connivance shall you doff this charming gift he kissed her on the cheek and lotta suffered him quite crushed and meek when later in their room she lay awake watching the moonlight slip along the floor she felt the chain and wept for theodore's sake she had loved heinrich also and the core of truth unlovely 
startled her wherefore she vowed from now to break this double life and see herself only as theodore's wife end of section 11 recording by shakira searle